Hello and welcome to the GB Nutrition Podcast, episode number 16. Today it's just me, myself and I, and we're going to be talking about habits, the importance of habits and how we can go about creating and maintaining new habits. Um, more than likely, this will be part one and we'll talk about habits again in the future. Uh, such a broad, wide subject, so probably have a good couple of podcasts out of it. So why are habits important? Um, habits, habits are something we do every day. Uh, not just like once or twice a day, some things more so. So you'll have your morning routine, let's say. You'll get up out of bed and you'll do certain things in a certain order um, without even realising. So if you, take, if you took a step back and you made a note of what you've done in the morning, you may be, I wouldn't say surprised to learn, but there'd, there'd be something there. You'd, you'd realise what you were doing. As, little, as, as small as which foot or which sock you put on first or which foot, uh, you'd always put the same shoe on. You, you'd always do the same thing. Not literally the same thing. But you know, You know what I mean. When it comes to small little details in the morning, you'll get dressed and maybe you get dressed first, then go brush your teeth or you brush your teeth, then you go and get dressed. It's, it's little things like that you'll do and they'll compound over time and it just becomes what you do and you, you won't even realise what you're doing. You'll probably brush your teeth in the same direction around your mouth every time. Um, like we said, you'll, you'll put the same shoe on or the same sock on the same foot each time. It just becomes form of form of habit. Um, the same will go when you go for a walk, maybe. So you'll you listen to my podcast huh? or you listen to a series of podcasts and that will be related to your walk. You'll walk past a coffee shop. Um, then if you go and buy a coffee, the coffee will become part of your daily routine. So you walk to work, say, or wherever you go for a walk and part of your walk is to buy a coffee. That then becomes a new habit. So next time, Without even realising you're on a walk, you start fancying or craving a coffee and you don't really know why. It's because you've kind of made a new habit for yourself. So that's quite an easy one to have created and you've probably done it without even realising. Now this could be anything. It doesn't have to be a coffee on a walk. It could be on a drive somewhere. You could drive past a certain supermarket or a certain a certain little news agents or wherever you go or when you get into work you have the same ritual i mean personally speaking when i get in i'll make sure i clock in i'll do what i need to do and i'll, I'll put things during my work job my my day job in the oven and i'll cook stuff in a certain order and i'll do it the same way every day and you almost fall into a certain habit when things kind of change you kind of get out of sync a little bit and then you maybe um, can create new habits, new lifestyles. Um, when, I mean, there is a lot of research around and a few books talk about when soldiers go off to war, um, they are in a different environment. So then they create new habits in that environment, which you'd think would be long lasting habits and rituals. But when they take it out of that environment and go home, they're not surrounded by the same cues and the same triggers. Maybe a bad choice of words for army people, but 
and they're not around that anymore. So then they have to go and create new habits. You've taken out of the environment. Um, maybe a little less stressful example would be if you shop in a different supermarket. So let's say you go to Tesco once a week and you'll soon learn where everything is and you'll start buying stuff on autopilot. You'll know where your products are and without realizing you'll start buying the same kind of things week after week. Um, Maybe initially they started off on offer and now they're not. That's kind of how supermarkets make some extra money, right? That's why they're in it. But for you personally, you've created that habit of going to the shop at a certain day at a certain time. You buy a certain product, one, because you enjoy it, two, just because it is now habit. You buy that product from there. Um, You'll notice a big change when you go to a different supermarket. You'll notice different products that, let's say, you, you start shopping at Sainsbury's and you'll notice different products to what Tesco would have. Yes, they do do different products, but... You know, they both might stock the same item, but because now you're in a new environment, you're more aware. So you start looking more at what you're buying. You may even start noticing the price more because it will be a change of price for a different supermarket, charge different money. So that's where your habits become, make you become on autopilot. When you come home from work, you may find yourself doing the same routine with the same food. You may have believe you've had a stressful day, so you will then come home and do the same thing time after time after a stressful day. Maybe let's say you eat a slice of cake because you've had a stressful day. Then you associate eating cake with relieving stress. Thus, the cake is a stress reliever. That is creating a new habit. So there's a little kind of backdrop on a few different ways we kind of form habits, create habits. And habits we maybe don't even realize we have or are currently doing. Um, a, good, a good little segue right now, a good little tip to kind of do is if you find yourself wanting to change a routine but not knowing where to start, a good, a good place to start would be to write down your routine. Write down what you do in the morning. So if you want to be maybe... A good word. You want to do, incorporate some fitness into your morning routine if that's doable for you. Then you may want to start by writing down what you do in the morning already. So if it's a case of you get out of bed, you have a shower, and you need to find somewhere to incorporate your new habit, as in your fitness in the morning, then you might want to look into where fitness would go. So maybe you'd get up and have gym clothes ready to put on. So then you have you then you're dressed in your gym gear. So go and do your workout, then you have a shower, and then you know exactly when you're supposed to do that. Instead of saying, I am going to exercise in the morning, you have now made it a lot more specific. You have now said, I'm get out of bed. I will wear have my gym clothes ready to go. I will put them on exercise, then shower. You've incorporated that into what your morning routine is already. Now, if your morning routine is quite hectic already, so it's get out of bed, sort children out before you even sort yourself out. Then maybe trying to add exercising right there may not be a good idea 
because you're not going to be able to commit to it the way you might want to. So the idea would be either move it slightly later on, so get out of bed, sort kids out, sort yourself out, do school run, come home, exercise. If you don't get the opportunity to come home and you have to go straight to work, then trying to fit exercise into a morning routine may be difficult. You may either have to get up slightly earlier to incorporate that, or it might just not work for you. You know, there's no rules to say you have to exercise in the morning. You may be able to find time later on in the day. Now, we all have completely different shift patterns, so it's hard to say in one podcast what would be right for you or would be right, right for me. But from personally speaking, I have time after work to go and do that. Now, if you've got to do a school run, you might have to wait till after the kids are in bed or when they're at home doing their homework if they don't need that kind of support. Or when they're having their downtime, playing on their Xboxes, Playstations, you know, whatever your kids kind of do. Then maybe right in there is when you could schedule it. So maybe it might be just after you've had, directly after you've had dinner. So your habit stack could look slightly different. So you could get home, prepare dinner. While dinner is cooking, I will have 20 minutes of working out. That could work. If not, then we could go with, I will cook dinner, or I will prepare dinner, we will eat dinner as a family, then I will wash up. Then after I have washed up, I will then do 20 minutes, half an hour worth of exercise. Now that doesn't have to be a specific type of exercise, it's kind of what you enjoy. But that is incorporating more exercise into your day at a time that suits you. And it's planned, it's written down. You know when you're going to do it. It's not, I'm going to exercise this evening. It's making a very specific plan of when you're going to exercise. It's finding habits that you already do. You cook dinner every night. You're finding a habit you do and adding something in. Now, if there's something you only do once a week, but you want to exercise three times a week, then it's probably best not to attach a habit to that because it's going to be difficult to find that cue going forward. So you'll soon learn that once you finish washing up or once you directly go out of bed, it will become second nature. You will do it out of habit, out of autopilot. And that's the advantage of setting good habits. Because you can find a position in your day by writing down your habits and your little tasks and what you do at certain times and try and just stack in, try and add in where it's beneficial for you to do these things. When it comes to nutrition, when it comes to trying to eat healthier, it's not just enough to say, I am going to eat healthier. That isn't really very specific. We could argue what is healthier. You know, it's clean inverted commas, clean food, dirty food, junk food. I mean, there, there are foods that are more nutritious than other foods. You can have a bad diet as such. But foods on their own don't necessarily relate to good and bad. So just to say I'm going to eat healthier doesn't really give us much indication of what that actually means. So a good step forward or a positive step forward would be to identify what we're going to do. So 
if we're going to look at our morning routine and we're going to exercise, then shower. Then after our shower, we're going to have breakfast. Maybe at this point, we could add in at breakfast, I will eat two portions of vegetables or fruit. As simple as, not well, as simple as that, but, you know, we found a place where we were going to get two portions of fruit and veggie at breakfast. So we're already two out of our five done. So we've got up, we've done our exercise, and now we're going to have a shower. Then we're at breakfast, we will eat. That's being very specific of how we're going to have this overarching eat healthier in an actual routine, rather than it just being rather than just being something we say. So it's action. Saying you're going to do something isn't actually doing it. Doing it is actually doing it. Actions. We've all heard the phrase, actions speak louder than words. And this is exactly what habit stacking and habits are all about. It's about making your life easier. It's not about living to a set of rules. It's about allowing you to free up time. Is that allowing you to progress in your goals the way you want to? It may be a case of at breakfast. You don't have you don't have time for breakfast. You may just be too busy in the morning. So it may be a case of mid-afternoon snack. It may be a case of lunchtime, but you need to plan those extra nutritious foods in at those times. So at least you know you're going to get your five fruit and veg a day. So if, you, if you're currently eating none or one or two a day and you want to eat more, then we make a plan of how you're going to eat more. Not just say it, but we'll actually create plans so you can actually go and do it. It's one of the advantages of creating good habits. Because eventually, when you've gone to Tesco, you're doing your shop at Sainsbury's, whatever it happens to be, it just becomes nature to pick these foods up. So now we're talking less about diet, less about nutrition, and we're talking more about lifestyle change. Because fundamentally, that's what we have to do. Losing weight is one part of the journey. Most people can sell you a dream, okay? You can go into any kind of plan and lose weight. A plan that's right for you, obviously, but you can go into any kind of plan and lose weight. That's almost the easy part. The hard part is keeping that weight off because a lot of plans don't include habit change slash lifestyle change. They just want you to get to a goal weight. We're not creating new habits. They're not creating a different mindset. Like I said, I've said a few times, we don't need to create a new you. We just need to create a few new habits around that new way of life for you. This doesn't mean cutting out everything. It just means adding in some more nutrition, adding in some better exercise. And this has to be stuff you enjoy doing. Nobody, nobody hates all exercise, right? That's, there's so many different ways to incorporate exercise into your day, whether it's just going to a walk to your local shop, whether it's jumping on an actual proper scooter, whether using your feet, rather than using electric ones, you lazy mites. Getting a push bike and going for a bike ride, 
Some of you enjoy running. Some of you enjoy rowing a boat. Some of you paddle boarding. You know, whatever it happens to be, rock climbing, cricket, tennis, football, rugby. Just get involved and do something. Just be up dancing, martial arts. So many things you can try. So many things you can do, which will in, you will enjoy. You can't. It's the same. It's the same as saying you hate every vegetable. Nobody hates every vegetable. There's literally hundreds of thousands. So let's get, let's incorporate those into our day. Let's make it easy. So by making it easy, how can we make it easier for ourselves? Well, firstly, we need to try stuff. We can't just act like a child, say we don't like it, never try it again. You know, nobody got good at anything doing it once. We have to be disciplined rather than motivated. And we have to keep trying. We have to try and make it obvious. So in easy and obvious, what we're trying to do is make it easy and obvious. I suppose that's quite self-explanatory. But um, if so, if we, if we want to eat um, healthier and we want to eat two portions of fruit with our breakfast, well, let's make that really easy. It doesn't have to be complicated. We don't have to make smoothies. We don't have to pre-prepare all our breakfast for the week. We don't have to do anything. You can literally be picking up an apple. Put it in an obvious place. Put your, put your fruit bowl near where you're going to be at breakfast time. Don't put it on the kitchen counter if you're going to eat at a breakfast bar. Put your apples on the breakfast bar. Put them in eyesight. Move them around a little bit. Put some different fruit in different rooms so it's going to be everywhere. There's a great example of drinking water. If you want to drink more water, put different bottles in different rooms so you're never far away from it. Put some apples in different places or oranges or you know whatever your bananas, whatever your fruit happens to be. If you want to be more prepared with it, have some fruit chopped. Have some fruit salad chopped and ready to go. It takes no time to prep up some fruit. You can even buy it prepped if you really want to. But to chop a little bit of fruit salad up will take you 10 minutes. You can chop it up, put it into some small Tupperware containers, put it in the fridge and you have some fruit salad ready to go. So if you don't have time in the mornings, you have this pot of fruit salad ready, ready to eat. You've got your two portions done. You can take it with you on the go. It's in Tupperware. It's all about making it easy. Put it in the front of the fridge so you have to look at it. Make it obvious. You want to work out more. Put your gym stuff in the way. Put it somewhere where you have to step over it in order to get to where you need to be. That way you have to make a decision. Are you going to step over your gym where? Or are you going to put it on and go do your workout? You know, let's talk off nutrition and fitness for a second. So let's talk about learning an instrument. Let's talk about podcasting. You want to get into a routine of doing a podcast on a weekly basis. Tie it into a habit that you already do. So if I go for a walk on a Sunday, when I get back from my walk, I will record a podcast on a Sunday. You know, whatever day it happens to be, I will make it obvious. I will leave my mic in its case in front of my computer. It will be there. 
All I have to do is plug it in and go. It's as simple as that. It's about creating clear and obvious habits. The more obvious you make it, the more in its way, in your way it happens to be, the quicker it's going to be for you. It's not about... Another good example, quickly, is you know if you want to work out after work, take your gym clothes with you and change into them at work. This way you are already dressed for the gym. Find a gym that you have to drive past on your way home. Even if it's five or ten minutes out of your way, you are less likely to go. If, it is, if you have to drive past it, walk past it, go past it on the way home, then it is not out of your way. It is convenient. Like not many people will walk to a different coffee shop, the amount of them we have now. Not many people will deliberately go out of their way for a different coffee shop. You go or you pick a route that is in line with the coffee shop you want to go to. The same will happen with your gym preference, your restaurant preference, your shopping preference. You'll go to the one that is easier for you to get to. The path, the path of least resistance. Humans were great at it. Would always pick the easy option. You know, why <laughs> Deliveroo, Just Eat are not as popular as they are. Because they're difficult to use. Now I talk about Apple phones quite a bit over Android. But Apple didn't get as big as they are. Because they are difficult to use. It's because they're really easy to use. And I'm sure Android have caught up a little bit. Maybe. Who knows. I'd never probably find out. But anyway. But because they're so easy to use. Because we want the ease of use. So we need to incorporate some of that ease of use into our own life, into our own journey, into our own habits. We need to make them as easy as we can. So this is what I mean by just having your fruit chopped up, ready to go. That's easy. Having your gym stuff in your way is obvious. We're making our life as easy as we can for our fitness journey, our new lifestyle change. We're making it enjoyable. Because as soon as it's out of your way, as soon as it's not enjoyable, it's when you're going to want to stop doing it. It could be the same as getting yourself a PT. Now, if you don't get on with your PT, if you don't have a laugh of him, you're not going to want to go and see him or her. And that's what it comes down to. It has to be easy, has to be obvious. You have to try and also make it attractive. There has to be some kind of reward at the end of it that fits in with your goal. So let's say you've hit your habit now and you've tracked your habit and you know how many times you want to do it in a week. And for every, every time you eat five portions of fruit and veg in a day, you want some kind of visual recognition for that, whether it's a tick in a box on a calendar. You know, it's amazing how many... So then you start getting four or five ticks in a row. Well, you don't want to give up on that. Because you want the next tick. It's as simple as a tick, but you will start getting competitive with yourself. You, and then the more ticks you get in a row, the more you're kind of reinforcing that behavior. Because you're almost treating it like a game. And then once you've got a month worth of ticks... 
then you find some reward that kind of suits you, that fits in with your lifestyle. So just because you've gone a whole month of eating five portions of fruit and veggie every single day, then you don't go out and eat cake as your reward because that's not in line with your goals. But maybe a massage would be. If you could get your partner to do a foot rub, back massage, whatever it happens to be, that would help align with your goals if your goal was fat loss. Subtext that you can still eat cake and lose fat, but the overall reward should be in line with your end goals, your ultimate lifestyle change. Rewarding with food may not be the best way to go about that, but horses and courses. So that would be a great way of making it obvious, the little tick on a board or on a calendar. So what happens when you miss a day? It doesn't really... If we're talking five portions of fruit and veg, right, every day, and you miss one day of that, so you don't put your tick in the box, that's fine. Let's just say that was a Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, you've done it. Wednesday, you haven't. Now, we don't throw away our progress, especially if we've got 30 ticks, five ticks, however many it might be behind us. And then we hit that Wednesday and we don't do it. We don't, for whatever reason, we don't do that. We make sure on Thursday, no matter what, we get our tick. We hit our five portions of fruit and veg, regardless. We do our exercise, whatever our habit we're trying to enforce is. We do it on Thursday. Because if you miss it once, it's absolutely fine, right? Life gets in the way sometimes. But as soon as you miss it twice, that is where your new habit is forming. Not to eat that fruit and veg, not to exercise. So never miss twice. It's once, that's life. We move on. Same with our meals. If you end up having a Domino's on a Friday night or whatever takeaway you enjoy, just you've had that on a Friday night, that's one meal. Saturday morning, we get back to where you, what food is in line with your goals. So if you're on a weight loss journey, Try and aim for a really good nutritious breakfast the next day. Don't overly restrict. You know, just move on. Have your dominoes and move on. Like we say, one one non-tick day doesn't mean we throw everything else away. And once you start seeing that as in months and week, well, days, weeks and months start, the ticks start building up. And that's where we work on our majority of the time. Majority of the time we have ticks, a few days we don't. So out of a month, you know, ideally we should be aiming for, what are we going to say, out of a 30-day month? We should be aiming for like 27 ticks, right? It shouldn't be too difficult to do. So that's three days where we don't get a tick. That's once, well, not quite once a week. And we've got 27 out of 30. And that's good going out of a month. But when we start looking at maybe 20 out of 30, appreciate we're looking at a majority, but our habits start dwindling a little bit. So we want to make sure we get our ticks in our boxes. We want to make sure we're getting our reward. Okay, that's, that was kind of the thing. A little tick in a box is kind of a little reward every day. So small little wins we can give ourselves. 
It may seem silly at first, just put a tick in a box, but trust me, it, it's good. Anybody who's got an Apple Watch, I'm not sure if Fitbit, MyZone, all those do the same thing, but anybody who's got an Apple Watch will know that you close your rings, uh, specifically your move ring, and you close it for a certain amount of days, you'll end up with a move, you end up with a perfect week, you end up with a perfect month, and eventually you it will tell you that you've set a new record on how many times you've closed it in a row. So that's almost like little ticks. You can look on your phone and it'll tell, show you how many days you've closed that ring. And the more you kind of get that move streak going, the, the closer you are to a perfect month, a perfect week, the more you want to keep doing it. You want to keep that streak going. You don't want to let it fail. You don't want to miss a day. It gets a little bit, I begrudgingly want to say addictive because it's not quite addictive, but it's a little challenge. It's a little game you play of yourself to close all your rings. And I'm sure Fitbit and whoever else do their own version of that, but it's exactly the same with tick boxes on a calendar. You get competitive with yourself, you play the game, and then ultimately you've made it obvious. You've made it rewarding and you've made it easy. If you wanna, if you wanna stop doing something, you just take that the other way around. So if you want to stop ordering from Deliveroo, delete the app off your phone. Don't save the password. Make it difficult to sign into the website. So as soon as it's difficult to do it, you're not going to want to do it. It's as simple as that. If you want to stop ordering Domino's pizzas, as soon as the leaflet comes through the door, put it in the bin. Don't sign up for the SMM, the text message service, the email service. To unsubscribe from them so you don't get the notifications come through and sign out of the app and don't save your password on the app so every time you have to type in your email address every time you have to type in your password you're just making it less obvious for yourself especially if you delete the app then you have to reinstall it and do all the other things you might as well just cook your own dinner by the time you've done that now, one takeaway every now and then, again, it's not going to be the end of the world, but let's make it, if you want to stop doing those things, make it harder for yourself. You know, this is going to be slightly irrelevant for some people who don't know where I work, but I work on the ground floor in a kitchen and the changing rooms are in a different block on the third floor. Now, if you use that for an example, but I personally smoke, it's not, never have. But if you did, then if you were on the ground floor in a different block and you left your cigarettes on the third floor in your locker, so then you had to walk three, client, three flights of stairs to get your cigarettes, you'll be less likely to go up there and get them. Now, I'm not going to say that's going to be the end of your smoking addiction, but it's just, it's just an example. It could be anything. If you do, you know, whatever you leave up there, you're going to be less likely to want to get because it's going to be a difficult route. If it's in your pocket all along, then they're going to be right next to you. You're going to know they're there. And it's going to be so much easier to nip around the corner for a cheeky cigarette. If something isn't at home, so for example, say, say you want to stop drinking Coca-Cola. 
or drinking as much Coca-Cola, then don't buy it. And every time you want one, every time you fancy one, you have to walk to the shop and get it. The same could be said for ice cream, chocolate, anything like that. So if you have to now walk to the shop and go and get it, you're going to be less likely to want to go and get it. That's almost taken our habit example of how to make them easy, make them obvious. And it's flipping it around on its head. Sounds like someone just come through. It's flipping it around on its head and it's making it less obvious, almost invisible. It's not making it easy. It's making it hard. Because like we spoke about earlier, as humans, we'll always choose the easier option. Say there's a couple of pizza bases in your fridge and some homemade tomato sauce or a can of passato, whatever it happens to be, a little bit of ham and some chicken. You can buy some great homemade pizza bases. Homemade? Buy homemade pizza? You know what I mean. Ready to ready made pizza bases. You can buy the dough and just roll that out. But anywho, you know, if, it, if that's all in your fridge ready to go, you're, you've got the grated cheese, you've got the sauce, you've got these things ready, to make, ready there. But you know, oh, do you know what? The hassle, the washing up, blah, 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 blah. I'll just quickly Apple Pay, a Domino's, or Pizza Hut. I don't think Domino's do Apple Pay. <laughs> Either way. But Apple Pay, you don't have to find your card deals. You don't have to get off your phone. Face ID straight into the app. Orders there from last time. Yes, yes, yes. Face ID, bang. It's seconds. But if you delete that app, if you disable the Face ID, if you take away Apple Pay, then you have to re-download that app. You're making that hard. The pizza in the fridge, making it, sounds so much more attractive now because it's all there, ready to go. So you've made the habit you want really, really easy to eat more nutritious or lose weight. Homemade pizza is going to be more nutritious or can be more nutritious anyway, if we choose it to be. More than likely, it's going to be lowering calories. And more than likely, it's going to be cheaper. So we've made it easier, we've made it obvious, and on the plus side, we might have saved ourselves a couple of quid. We delete the app and we make Domino's, Pizza Hut, whoever, harder to order. We're less likely to go that way because we will always pick an easier option. There is a top tip for the end of this podcast, right? Puts it into some kind of, I don't want to say perspective, but this is how habits can work. We can really make them work. We can make them easy and obvious to our overall fat loss journey, our weight loss journey, being more nutritious, being more active. And it's always kind of, I think subtext would be the right word. It's always underlined by making it fun, having enjoyment with it, enjoying what you do. And if you enjoy podcasting, you're going to do it more. If you enjoy editing videos for Instagram, you're going to do it more. If you enjoy messing around on Canva and creating little posts that way, you're going to do that. If you enjoy walking, you're going to do that. If you enjoy really cutting down on carbohydrates, then you're going to do that. And that is for some people. You know, the keto diet works for some people. It's not miracle stuff, but some people enjoy it. And good on them. Same with veganism. 
And if you enjoy that, that's great for you. You can't push it on everybody. It's not for everyone. That's why you have to create your own habits with things you enjoy. I'm going to leave you there. We've covered some we have some good stuff in this podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed it too. Um, don't forget, any questions, feel free to uh, slide into the Instagram, Facebook. I'd probably go with Instagram, to be fair. Direct messages. Leave me a message. Let me know what you think of the podcast or anything else you want me to talk about. Or just to say hello, really. Just have a chat. Uh, email address is in the show notes. And so is the link to my Instagram page. Again, email me, even if it's just saying hello. I'll reply. We'll have a chat. Could be about anything. Could be about nutrition, personal training, life, anything. Let's just have a chat. On that note, I'll see you all soon for another amazing podcast. Well, I can say that. I suppose it's mine. Until then. Stay safe, people, and we'll talk soon. Cheerio.